Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Math. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two. If you missed anything from hour one, shame on you. But there's a podcast. Don't worry. You can go back and listen back to it. It was it was pretty good. I mean, I don't want to brag about how good it was. It was a lot good. happened. There was a lot that happened. We laughed. We cried. Uh, you know, we we became better friends. We became enemies uh, with both each In other and the listeners. I don't know. You have to go back and listen. I didn't listen to it. I was I was living it, man. I wasn't living it. I, w- I was experiencing it. I was part of it. I was in it. So yeah, go listen to that podcast. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go on an emotional roller coaster. That is for certain. That's the most effort laden tease you've ever given on this show. Is it? <laughs> Usually, you just tell listeners to go find it in a place that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta change things up, like the ice cream section of your grocery store, <laughs> local grocer's freezer. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked. It's not there. It's not? Oh. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, 503-250-1080. We were just talking about, if, you, if you're just joining us, we are just talking about uh, life hacks uh, of sorts. A magician that uh, did sleight of hand to not pay the full amount for his uh, a- Apple iWatch. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so somebody says life hack. Airplanes can't run through, uh, run cars through until they land if you give them a bad card, you can drink for free the whole flight. No. They have Wi-Fi what? now, yeah. but on those flights where they don't have Wi-Fi over the ocean. Oh, interesting. It might work on the white of Hawaii or something. But, like, wouldn't it kick in at a certain point once you start to, like, get to a continent that, like, you would... No, but... Like, it would kick in and you'd be like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Here's my thought on it, is um, they have all of your information... Saved in their computers. If they really needed to get back to you, they probably could. Like your credit card information, I think, is on file with the airline. You paid for the ticket. So I think they'd probably just try that card. 
You know what I mean? Guess so. Like you give a hotel a credit card, they run it, they swipe it through, whatever, and they pre-authorize for X number of dollars. And then you go back and you try to pay with a bad card there. They're just like, oh, cool, we'll just run the other one. Like even if you get them, you're like, this is the card that I want in. You think you walked out and like, ah, that card didn't work. Even if they don't run it right in front of you, they just try all the other cards. And then they've got your home address and they've got all the information. So, yeah, they'll try everything they can to run it. I would guess. But I don't know. That's what this listener's saying it. I'm sharing it with you because it was relevant to the last thing that we discussed. It's a good idea. Is it? <laughs> yeah. If you want to steal. Do you want free drinks? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what you could do? Just pay like the 30 bucks to get the premium seats. Oh, really? Get free drinks anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, they still do that? It's free drinks like in first class? So Alaska Airlines, so my wife and I, well, that's like not even fair. My wife upgraded to uh, the boardroom membership, which oh. is very nice. Goodness me. Well, we figured if we, she, she's flying down to California uh, quite a bit to see her family. So mm-hmm. she had some family stuff go on last year. And she wants to spend more time with her family down in California. She's like, I'm going on enough flights that it's worth, I think it was like 125 bucks or whatever. And for the year, every time you go on a flight, if you're in, you just walk into the boardroom, free drinks. Uh, they have snacky cakes and cheesy poofs. You have the, they have a pancake making machine. Oh, they have yeah. They have uh, usually, uh, you know, like uh, she was upset. She flew on a Wednesday. She's actually in California right now. Uh, she flew on a Wednesday. She's like, I like flying on Fridays. They have clam chowder. It's great. So yeah. It's a, lovely, it's a lovely little space. Mm. And then, because she flew so much last year, we both made MVP. And so it'll give you a free upgrade into premium seats, or you get a discounted upgrade into the premium seats. You get free drinks there. So what you do is you just calculate it out. You're like, I paid 125 bucks. If I'm on this many flights, can I drink enough free sparkling rosé to offset the cost of the thing? So you pay for it, but then you take advantage of it. That's what you do. You get into these clubs. That's the way adults do it. You don't go, I'm going to give them the Discover card. They won't know. Bwahaha. Yeah, or are you? Just give them the Discover card. Yeah, give them the bad Discover card. Which, by the way, I, and I'm saying this as a Discover card holder, <laughs> they should have known seeing the Discover card. <laughs> well, Wait a minute. Listen, <laughs> listen, if you're going to a strip club, you're there to Discover. That's <laughs> Am I wrong on that though? Like, like, yeah, I've had a Discover card for probably like six years of my life. So, like, if I give that to anybody for like either a strip club or a large purchase, they're like, "Well, hold on a minute, sir." Yeah, nobody's Can looking you at give you me like a card where I feel confident you're going to be able to pay. Nobody's <laughs> looking at you like you're a baller. Is what you're suggesting? It's it does not have the same cachet uh, as the Amex Black. No, and you know the reason I got that Discover card is he got like triple points for flying. They were like they were insanely desperate. Oh, they to still get are. people to set up. So I was like, yeah. "Yeah, dude, I'll just throw everything on that thing for a year. I don't care." Yeah, and now you still got it. Still got and it. You still use it. They, they tell you don't get rid of. Well, don't don't, don't uh, cancel a credit card. Yeah, don't yep. cancel. I suppose yeah. you could shred it. And nothing really matters. But yeah, don't do that because then you account. don't have credit lines. Yeah. Because you're taking away a credit line. That affects your score. It does, man. You can't hurt that credit score. Got to keep it up over 800. 800. What's Uh, your credit score? uh, What's your social security number? (laughs) (laughs) Say it right now. Uh, So so the last (laughs) every time I've gotten a credit check, it sits up over 800. I got a nice nice credit score. Here's a funny thing, though. My wife and I have been married 16 years this uh, May. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Every time we get our credit ran, it's almost always together. And it's like we just sit and wait because you get like the three different scores. 
And the aggregate score is usually within one or two points. Oh. And it, it's always a contest who can win. And I, for whatever reason, like sometimes she's like one point ahead of me and I'll be one uh, one point ahead of her. And then on the third score, I'll be like two points ahead of her. And it's like, in your face. So yeah, that's the only worry we have is who's going to win when we get our credit score run. So. so the theory on that, and I was told this because my wife has a better credit score than I do, but it's like, again, it's, it's similar to your situation. It's always, you know, like five to seven points yeah, higher, yeah, which yeah, yeah. arbitrary. And um, we had some guy, oh, it was a notary, who knew like an S-ton about finance. And like we told him that. I don't know how that came up, but he was like, you know why that is? It's because the wife always buys everything. So ah. if you guys pay your bills anyway, she has more credit history of buying stuff. So, so sexist. He was sexist. <laughs> okay, got it. Making sure I understand. <laughs> He's a lovely gentleman. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I buy plenty of stuff in our household when my wife gives me permission or tells me to. Is that it? Yeah. I don't know. No, of course. What's I mean, the largest thing you've purchased without your wife's permission? Oh. Let me rephrase that. Without clearing it with your wife. The largest purchase that I've made? Without clearing. Because uh, I, I, at this point now, clear almost. I mean, I'm not groceries, but like... I bought a new, I got a new TV and she flipped out. Ooh. She flipped it. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, first of all, that's too big for our living room. She got all mad. And so then she goes, she, goes, she gets all mad. And I was like, I actually got it for free. And she's like, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> she, but she almost lost her mind. That's the only thing that comes to mind. But I got a TV. That's awesome. I, got, I was like, I couldn't say no to a free TV. It seemed nice. We needed to upgrade our TV anyways. Then she got mad that it was too big. And then she's like, why would you go and buy? And she was just living. And even when she found out it's free, she's like, it's still too big. We'll just put it in the garage. And I can't, th I can't think of anything that was astronomical that had her just like losing her mind. Like when I bought all that Bitcoin, she's pretty mad about that. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, yeah, but back in like the 80s. So it's I'm killing it. <laughs> back when it was like <laughs> physically a thing. Like first internet, like yeah. the first thing wow. I did was, well, I got that AOL, uh, AOL online disc of the house, dial up, bought it right then and there. Good for you. I know. Always That's a visionary. I'm killing it. That's why I'm killing it. That's why I just show up here on Saturdays, just for fun. <laughs> NBA All-Star Weekend. We talk about it next. Center in Saint, 1080, the thing. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Oh, energy. Sometimes I think I'm running out of energy. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. What's your excitement level, Mr. Darkins? One scale of one to 14. Or NBA All-Star Weekend. Where does it live on your sports calendar? Where does it? Where's the excitement level? How, how jacked are you? I think uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend is what I like to put into a category of uh, it's on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's some of those sporting events where it's like, yeah, it's on. Yeah. It's on in the background. I'm looking at it. I'm paying attention to it. The dunk contest. I will always watch the dunk contest. It's entertaining. Okay. It's yep. physical freaks doing freaky stuff. <laughs> the, the, well, here's the, here's the thing that gets me about it is it is and it's not. You have four, count them, four competitors in the dunk contest. And you've got eight in the three-point contest. And mm. you've got... What, nine in the skills competition? When did it become the dunk contest was relegated to the the also rand of All-Star Weekend? It's weird to me. Because well, I don't the, think the it, ending of that. I mean Well, but I don't think it's the fans that have it whittled down to it. I think it's NBA players don't really care about freaky dunks anymore. Because you here's your here's your here's your participants. Mm. Cole Anthony. Okay. Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. And one Toscano Anderson. Now I am taking Obi Toppin. That guy is a freak. They're all freaks, but you're telling me that across the NBA, they, nobody else was interested. Where's Ant? Is, you don't well, go back to last de- year. I know, but you don't go back to defend your championship anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that you know you're making a good point here because I think with all All Star cry, you know, I'm even going outside of NBA here. The whole concept of All Star Weekend, All Star Games, All Star Activities has kind of lost its luster because I think so much of sports and athletes being involved in sports have turned into a monetary practice where you look at these events and you go, boy, I don't want to get hurt during that yeah. because I'm not making money from that. Good or bad, that's the reality of it all. In fact, sure. the last person to really give an S in any type of like all-star setting. I don't know if you remember that. You remember Adrian Peterson's first Pro Bowl? Oh, when he tried to kill everybody? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but like you had with the dunk contest, you had a few years where it was Aaron Gordon and, and uh, Zach Levine going back and forth. And yeah, there's been some guys one. recently that have that have stepped up and cared about it. But like to me, I just look at it and here's you've got, uh, yeah, eight guys doing the, the three-point contest. And I realize that there's less of a risk of hurting yourself doing that. But when... Has it ever happened that there's been a catastrophic injury or a second years or a, a second half of the season slump because you participated in the dunk contest? I just don't get That's it. A I mean, question. Actually. I understand the home run derby. They say that you know guys go out there and just swing for dingers and it can throw off their swing and whatever. Baseball's superstitious. Fine if that's what you believe, but you still get stars that go out and play. Like Bryce Harper winning the home run derby in Washington was awesome. And and the the Josh Hamilton like return to you know baseball home run derby. There's there's moments that stand out and are, that are absolutely great from that. And some years it's not great, 
But the fact that you can't get more than four dudes to get out there and throw down some gnarly dunks, it used to be that like that was the measure of your basketball acumen was how well you dunked a basketball. For some reason, it was it was what we held sacred for a moment in time. Now it's the three pointer or it's the skills competition. Yeah, the skills competition is pretty cool. I like that one. Yeah, well, and this year, this year it's interesting. Did they? I don't know if they did this last year, but they've got it broken up into three teams. You have Team Rooks, uh. Scotty Bards, Kane Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Giddy, the Rooks, the Rooks, and then you have Team Cavs. Team Cavs. Jared okay. Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley are participating for Team Cavs. They give Cleveland their own team. This is why it's weird to me. Yeah, it's kind of odd. I mean, I get it. It's in the host city. Do but... you know what the third team is? Uh, old farts. Team Antetokounmpo, Giannis, Alex, and Thanis. Antetokounmpo are participating in the skills challenge. So the Antetokounmpo's are like a thing, I guess? It's like the Gronkowski's, like the brothers? or All three brothers are participating right. as one team, the three Cavaliers, and three rookies. Well, you know... Again, no, I, I don't know. Well, this is just kind of speaking to, you know, what I'm dancing around, but that... You know, the All-Star game, no one cares anymore. What? I mean, it's kind of sad because, like I said, I like having the All-Star game on in the background and the All-Star, especially today. I very much enjoy having this on today in the background because there's bound to be something kind of cool that happens that as it's on, you kind of stop while you're in the house doing something. And you look, you're like, oh, what? No, you know? Yeah. And. I think that the All-Star game used to, I mean, you remember when Michael Jordan used to put like the, um, what year was it? The San Antonio year with those uh, teal uniforms. That was one of the better All-Star games I've ever seen because you had uh, David Robinson, Michael Jordan, like all these dudes going back and forth at each other. But it's just kind of been relegated to like a place to advertise things and an opportunity for players to promote themselves without getting hurt. Well, it's also, it's for a lot of guys, time to rest. And it is time it's to a little You're bit right. of a break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the I don't know if the NBA is more of a grind than it's ever been, but you don't you don't recall people playing for rest and or stopping to play to, for rest, and you don't remember the All Star break being a moment to to rest. But you know, I realize that hand checking. You know, when they got rid of that, and they, there's more there was more contact in the NBA. Before I know that old timers will get upset with it, but is it possible that it is more physically grueling to go out night for night in the NBA than it's ever been? Is that uh, a thing? No, I would say no. Okay, because guys are acting like it. Maybe they're just more concerned about preservation. They'd rather have a 17-year NBA career than a seven. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. it. And I think too, it's the idea that you can. Well, okay, Anthony Simons is actually a really great example to this, is that you can really strike gold. You can strike money at any time. Now, there's no guarantee that after that particular moment in time, you will continue to be really good. Another great example of this is Gilbert Arenas. Oh, sure. Now, that guy got paid a lot of money paid, and then stop point bats. Let me tell you something, though. If you're younger, if you are, let's set it at 25 or younger, you probably don't know much about Gilbert Arenas other than <laughs> he's associated with, like, bust or stealing money or blah, 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 or whatever, or that gun thing in the locker room. Yes, I remember that. Actually, even before 25, you probably won't remember that. But Gilbert Arenas, for a solid two years, was friggin' amazing at basketball. Miss. Dude, he was a joy to watch. Yep. And he understood that whole theory of, 
I'm good right now. I need my money right now. And I think what you're seeing with an all-star game and you're seeing with this all-star weekend where you can get rest is there's a whole bunch of dudes that are looking for that massive payday that they can cash in on and say, thank goodness, I'm good after this. This doesn't apply to LeBron James. It doesn't apply to Giannis. It doesn't even really apply to, like, Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. Because those guys are going to keep getting paid no matter what, even if they get hurt. It doesn't matter. Teams will pay because they know that what they've seen through a sustained amount of time is what they want on their team. Sure. But guys like Anthony Simons, yeah, doing the dunk contest for the second year in a row, I don't know. I, I don't want to get hurt. I'm coming <laughs> up on a contract year where I'm probably going to have three or four teams bidding on me. Nah, man, I ain't getting hurt. Yeah. That ain't happening. Is he playing the wrong position to create an all-out bidding war? There's a lot of good young guards in the league, yeah. and most of the free agent class is going to be good young guards. And the yeah, problem the Blazers dude. have is you look at that free agent list, there's not a lot of guys that they need. There's not a, p- a lot of positions of need to be filled. So is Ant one of those guys? Because, I mean, yes, he's going to get paid. He's super young and super good. I mean, he's, he's younger than paid. Zach Levine. I'm he's not- younger than Bradley Beal, obviously. But, like, yeah, he is the youngest of the young, and he is more productive than those sure, two, at least but, this season. But with with the, the restricted free agency, mm-hmm. I just don't know that there's going to be a lot of people going, that's our gold mine, the Blazers are going to let him go. Maybe they try to, you know, put in an offer to make the Blazers pay some money. Right. But I think the Blazers are paying that money anyways. I'd be very surprised if he went elsewhere. I mean, I think he's. They, I think they've decided that he's going to be part of this team's future. All right. Yeah, just my thought. And to, to your other point, which is, you know, the Blazers aren't getting anybody in free agency that is willing to sign with the Blazers because of, you know, all of the things we love about the Portland Trail Blazers or the city. It's a lot easier to pay a guy you already got than it is to go out and get a new guy. Norman Powell. That was our huge acquisi- ac- <laughs> acquisition last season. Yeah, worked out great. Worked out great. He was uh, he was he was another Kent Bazemore. Oh, man, I forgot about Kent Bazemore. There's a lot. We got to do someday, probably not today because I have to actually think about it, like a power ranking of the worst Trailblazers contracts of all time. Andrew Nicholas. Nicholas? Nicholson? What's his name? Still on the the roster. Uh, Or still on the payroll. Guy getting paid. They picked up a bad contract. The guy never played there. I don't even know who he is. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Nichols. Or Nicholas. I think you'll get a lot of people that will throw Festus Azili's hat into that ring. Sure. This dude's still getting paid by the Trail Blazers. I was looking at contract. Go to pull up sports track and we'll pull it up. Well, all right, let's talk about let's 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 dip our toe in that okay, water. Okay. Let's talk Blazers' worst contracts. Uh, we'll do it after the Sports Center update. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Pretty easy to find an answer to your question if Manu Ginobili was the best sixth man of all time. Just pulling up the award page, there are two players with three sixth man of the year awards. Okay. There are three players with two. Manu only had one. Mm. Care to guess the player's with multiple. Uh, I'm sure Jamal Crawford's Jamal on there. Jamal Crawford has yeah. three. Yeah. Three six mans of the year. That was I, a name that immediately popped out in my head. Yeah, uh, I still put Manu over him, though. <laughs> Dude, because he won championships. Lou Williams has three. Because uh, he jumped around so much. Dude, how many teams did Jamal Crawford play for? All of them. Well, but that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is, All is, the teams. Is part of Manu's charm was he was just such a perfect fit for that team. Like, he's just one of those players that was so... And there's another guy on this list that I'll I'll get to in a second. But uh, just fit right in there. He just did. He just... Like, you can't picture the Spurs without him. And and they wouldn't have won the championships without him, it feels like. And it just... Such a perfect fit. Jamal Crawford won a sixth man of the year in 2009-10 with the Hawks. He won it with the Clippers twice. Funny thing is, Lou Williams... Won it with the Raptors and then with the Clippers twice. Montrez Harrell has it with the Clippers in that same uh, span as well. So the Clippers in the last 10 years have five uh, winners of the the award. So five of the last 10 have been there. Is that a uh, good thing? I don't know. I don't think it is. They haven't won thing, anything. Right? Yeah. Uh, Kevin McHale has uh, two uh, six man of the year awards. Uh, he played for a championship team. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that that man who's a better six man because he won more championships, I give you Kevin McHale, who won championships and was a six man of the year. Do you think Carl uh, Malone's better than Kobe Bryant? Oh, absolutely, of course. Especially, he's a better Laker. <laughs> uh, Ricky, what about uh, LeBron James over Kobe Bryant? Uh, better Laker. What about Rick? Tim Duncan over no. Kobe Bryant? No, no. Uh, Kobe Le- Bryant won one MVP. Yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant. I would put it ahead of Carl Malone, but uh, I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you some I stats. I know what you're saying. I'm you and I am stats countering here. your stats with another case study, saying that perhaps that award does yeah. not. Uh, here, well, here's my other question: Detlef Shrimp, Sixth Man oh, of the Year, man. twice. Can I just say for a second, Detlef Shrimp had the most nasty Trailblazers jersey. <laughs> I don't know what it was about that number 11 and seeing his long-ass last name on the back of that thing. Yeah. I love that jersey. Yeah. Detlef, who you remember as a blazer. Yeah. You also remember him as... Supersonic. He won both of his awards as a pacer. Oh, really? Yeah. How about he play for the pacers? 90 through 92. He won back-to-back six-man of the year. Oh, awards right. with the Pacers. Dude, you know what I forget about that Sonics team was that it was really like a... a and then Dallas goes over and plays for the yeah, Sonics. Like yeah, like they really, they were shooting their shot with that team. Like, because they had signed a couple other guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Perkins and... Yeah, Perk yeah. and... I No, Nate was drafted. Uh, I'm trying to think of some yeah, other Yeah, I'd have to go but back yeah, they and look had at the like, moves. They were shooting their shot because they had Gary and they had uh, Sean Kemp. And they were like, all right, we got to do this thing now. All right, let's hit some of these bad names on the Blazers' uh, history. Uh, Andrew Nicholson is his name. He's getting paid $2.8 million this year not to play basketball. He's getting $2.8 million last year, the year before, uh, and the next year gets paid $2.8 million not to play basketball. That's the name that I was thinking of. But, yeah, every time I see it on the list, I just go, what? 
I remember that, that might have been part of the Festus Azili one. Uh, worst signings of all. Uh, Trailblazer signing. Tra- yeah, I'm going Fantex line. Yeah. 503-250-1080. I've got to vote for Darius Miles. Yeah, Darius Miles pretty bad. Six years, $48 million. Yeah. Uh, Hidu Turkaloo, Pau Gasol, Greg Oden, Myers Leonard. Myers, yes. Greg Oden. Yeah, Greg Oden was a pretty bad contract. Hidu Turkaloo, he never signed. He was never a Trailblazer. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to I think just back blacked to out. I will tell years. you the one the one that I always go back to that I remember a buddy of mine uh, who's been on the show, Jason Bro, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. uh, uh, tells me Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia is going to be great. No, but oh, he told he me. Said that. Oh yeah, he goes. He's going to be great, and he was not. This one I really like. Somebody goes. We're signing Neil Olshay. Yeah. Well. No. <laughs> they went to a Western Conference Look, final. He drafted Dame. Look, did he Neil, draft Dame? No, he didn't draft no, Dame. No, he didn't. He did draft Neil Myers. was a pretty good GM for a little while, and then yeah. he just started getting lazy. He liked, he liked the smell of his own fruits. Yes. He was, very, he was very good at what he did well, and then he did <laughs> not shift. Yeah. That's the problem with a lot of GMs is that they know how to do one thing very well, and they will do that thing very well for about one, two, three years, and then – as the NBA does, it begins to shift and well, trends take over, say like, hey, guards aren't as important anymore, or hey, maybe you shouldn't draft a big no, man, no. a center, number one overall over the greatest scorer of our lifetime. Here <laughs> is here is where GMs get themselves in trouble. And we all do this stuff. You build something, and it's not quite right. Not quite good enough to win a championship. Build a team, it's close. Yeah. So then what you do is you just tinker with it. Mm. You don't change it. You don't start over and go, all right, let's tear down the studs and let's rebuild it. This house was not right. It's like, well, I think the reason that this house isn't winning the the, the uh, best house on the block contest is because of the gutters. Let me change the gutters. Oh, let me try the landscaping. No, dude, it's the house. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like, let's turn the garage into a third bedroom. No, that's not it. Foundationally, yeah. you can keep the foundation. You can keep the lot. Your lot is Damian Lillard. They have all everything invested in the land. It's a good neighborhood. You just built a bad house on it. And so, yeah, you just need to tear it down to the studs. And what they do is you tinker around the edges, and then you fall in love with the, the stuff that you've done that you like that everybody else told you they don't like. And that's where it happens. But it happens to everybody in all these things that we do. We all hold on to these little stupid things that we do that people, they keep telling you it's not working. But I go, eh, I really like this hat. Everybody's told you it sucks. And you keep wearing it. I love that hat. Yes. You do. Uh, um, but that's that's yeah. what ends up being your downfall. And you know what? Neil O'Shea may get another start and have learned a lesson. And you may win a championship. But the best of the best are willing to go, all right, let's, let's go ahead and just Tear it down, start it back up. Uh, Brandon Roy, five years, eighty-two million dollar extension in two thousand nine. Now I that's will, injury. Yeah, that's... that sucks. But I mean, look, technically it was a bad contract, but sure. that was injury. Uh, Evan Turner, that was just a straight up bad deal. That uh, was, CJ, that was the horrible twenty sixteen. Dude, Evan Turner was worse. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what was worse, but you like you got out of it was Alan Crabb. 
Yeah. They paid Alan Krebs so much money. Luckily, Somehow the Nets, the Nets were dumber than woo, us. Yeah, dude. They <laughs> dodged a bullet on that one. Can you imagine if Alan Krebs was still around? Oh, like, man. yeah. So there, there's definitely been some bad ones. And, and I, then uh, this is the coup de grace. I think a lot of people. Now, depending on who you ask, I think most Blazer fans, if you're right in the median, right, in terms yep. of age, most will gravitate to Darius Miles. Darius yep, Miles was line, just the yep. textbook, like. Why are we doing this? Why are you paying him? The Jailblazers era will always be the sort, the black eye on the team. Like that's just if you look back at that era, every mistake that you could have made was made. Yeah, pretty much. Feels Myers like Leonard it. too. That was a bad contract. It was sure. We know that, but you know what? My, Myers was signed for potential. What was worse, Darius Miles or the entire 2016 offseason? <laughs> Because really, you could argue both set the franchise back a couple of years. Well, here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that I will say, which is always which is always amusing to me. Because right now they're in the middle of a transition. It's so hard to see in the moment whether or not it's a good move. Yeah. And I'll point back to Nurkic. Because it's just the most obvious one. But, dude, reading the grades on that, nobody knew who Yusuf Nurkic was. And then they make that trade, and everybody goes, oh, dude, they got fleeced, fleeced by the Nuggets. And then Nurk fever happened. Everybody changed their mind. And now everybody is like, we've lived with him long enough that they're like, oh, I can't believe how well he's playing or whatever. The guy's good. He's had some injury issues, and but he's, he's a talented guy. So when he goes out and does talented guy things, people still get shocked with it. But that was a good move. Would you and say the Nuggets won that trade, though? No. Considering Will Barton, like, got Blazer syndrome, which is we trade a guy and he instantly gets better. <laughs> no, I don't think they – I don't think they – Oh, that happens. Yes, I know. It definitely – it definitely happens. No, it's it a good trade. junior lately? <laughs> My God. Yeah, but you knew that was happening with the Blazers was, in the bubble, yeah. dude. That guy was unstoppable. Sure, yeah. But, again, it's, it's deciding who to pay. And – Keeping Gary Trent Jr. would not have made a whole lot of difference besides getting Norman Powell. But for some reason, they thought he was a better defender or whatever it was. But, yeah, that that has been blown up. We can move on past it. So, there you go. Well, I won't. All right. Uh, hey, what to watch? What are you watching for this weekend? Uh, I'm watching golf right now. It's very enjoyable. The Genesis Invitational at Riviera. It looks beautiful there. Uh, but what are we watching this weekend? It's a segment we call What to Watch. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Will, what are you watching this weekend? We got the All-Star Game. If you could only watch one part of it, dunk contest, actual All-Star Game, 
three-point or skills challenge. What are you watching? Oh, man. Mm, it's going to be skills or dunk, but I guess I would lean dunk just because, like, <laughs> it's entertaining. It's fun. Like, the dunk contest is everything that the NBA All-Star Game should be, which is fun, entertaining, dudes being dudes. Yeah. Skills competition, though, I do enjoy just because, I don't know, it's kind of impressive. Sure. Well, yeah, but it's all impressive. Like, the, the thing for the three-point contest to me that's so funny is hasn't changed at all. Like, yeah, they shoot more three-pointers, but, like, nobody's going, like, who can make the deepest shot. Well, didn't the three-point line get moved? Well, yeah, once upon a time, I guess. So I guess I guess you're right. They added a three-point line. I want to see him play horse. I still think that's that's the... I think they've done that one year. Yeah. But, like... I would watch that. But, like, if, consistently, though. Yeah. 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 Horse or a celebrity bump. Those are the two things. Yeah, bump or twenty one or whatever. Ah, twenty one. I don't need any of that. Bump, it. bump was bump was always fun. That that you know what? I don't really want to watch it. I just want to go and play that. I just need the kids to be old enough to go and play bump with them. That game Dude. was awesome. My favorite pickup basketball game was tips. It's pretty much twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tips was awesome. Yep, yeah. We used to have some in. legendary high school battles and tips. Ooh, yeah, we well used. To, I used to play that with my brothers, which was uh, a little bit. Uh, difficult for me uh, at five foot ten and they're yeah, all six say, foot four are huge so yeah it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't exactly me uh, flying up around the rim and we'd play with the hoop lowered a little bit uh but yeah that's where i stepped back and learned to shoot a little bit so it, i mean it was a blast don't get me wrong but i took a lot of uh, elbows to the head we'll just say that kind of explains how my brain works now it's making sense so uh really? yeah I, I the three-point contest like whatever like cool like I, I I guess I want to see who wins. See how CJ looks in a Pelicans uniform. I'll be weird, but yeah. You yeah. can still see that. I know. That's what's happening. Played a game. Well, I I have not watched one yet. Have you watched one you yet? You haven't watched any Pelicans games? I have not. That'd be interesting. I would like to see the reaction that he gets. I think they have a game on the schedule where they come back to Moda. I'd have to double uh, check. They'll cheer him on. Of course they will. But yeah, I think that'd be, think. That'd, be a, that'd be a fun one to go to. It's always cool to have those He has kind of a weird legacy here. Where it's like, Dude, I'm trying he, to think of a comp. Uh, like a guy that almost got it done but didn't quite. Okay, all of the other boys. No, I think it was more like it, it was people. Like his situation was unique, dude. Like people wanted him gone through trade, but he's, he was good and he was a nice guy. So it was hard to like. Like Demar Derozan in Toronto. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I, I, that would if be a good. If he leaves comp. and they win a championship, yeah. he will be Demar Derozan. Yeah, we liked him, but at the same time, everybody was like, "Man, I wish we'd trade that guy." We got to do something <laughs> if we're gonna win. Yeah. We got to do something. Yeah, yeah. no, they, they exist all over the NBA and and all uh, over all eras. So it definitely happens. So. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this wonderful program. I hope you enjoy the All-Star Game. I'm out next week. If you want to support Special Olympics Oregon, go to 1080thefan.com. Check out the Super Plunge. It's on the event page. Uh, maybe I'll get a phone call in next week, and I can tell you what's going on over down the street at Willamette Park. But for this week, we're done. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.